Good morning. It's Tuesday, October 27th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation changed the U.S. Supreme Court's chemistry. Conservatives now hold a 6-3 to three majority. So today, we're looking at how the court is affecting the way you vote based on rulings it issued so far this year and what it'll mean to have Barrett on the bench as the court hears more election-related cases in the coming weeks. Since April, the Supreme Court has weighed in on at least 10 election-related cases in places like Alabama, Texas, South Carolina, and Pennsylvania, and just last night, Wisconsin, which we'll get into in a little bit. The push and pull in all of these cases is that Democrats are pushing for changes to make it easier to vote or extend mail-in voting deadlines because of the pandemic. And Republicans are arguing that rules shouldn't be changed so close to the election. And when you look at the court's rulings in these cases so far as a whole, the Republican argument is coming out on top. Most of these rulings took place in what's known as the shadow docket. What that phrase means is that the court issued a quick ruling on an emergency basis with no oral arguments. These rulings were also unsigned, which means the decisions came with very little written explanation. So there's really no way for us to really know what exactly the justices were thinking or which legal precedents, if any, informed their decisions. And that's why the Washington Post's breakdown of what we know about the court's ruling so far is really helpful. It explains how, in most cases, the court has been consistent with two main philosophies. The first, when it comes to running elections, defer to state legislatures. That's what the Constitution says to do. And the second, don't mess with election rules so close to the big day. Now, they've stuck to this philosophy, even though some state governments and critics are saying it's a pandemic. Election laws should be changed to accommodate any health risks. Let's look at some examples. In Alabama, you used to be able to drive up to a polling site and vote from your car. Several counties allowed this so-called curbside voting because of guidelines issued by the CDC and the Justice Department. But then the state said, stop that. So a group of disabled voters sued the state and federal court. They argued the state's ban on curbside voting violated the Americans with Disabilities Act. A federal judge ruled the ban was not legal, but didn't make curbside voting mandatory. Essentially, the judge left it up to counties to decide. Yet, on appeal, the Supreme Court rejected the lower court ruling 5-3. to That ban was upheld, so now nobody can vote from their cars in Alabama. Something similar happened in Texas, where if you want to vote by mail, you have to be sick, over 65, or have a disability. In May, a federal judge ruled that in order to protect people from the coronavirus, all Texans can vote by mail. But once again, that was challenged, and in June, the Supreme Court sided with the state. And then, Shamita, there's South Carolina, where the state wanted to make witness signatures a requirement for mail-in ballots. Mm -hmm. Democrats argued... It's an undue burden during the pandemic and pointed out South Carolina didn't require signatures during its primary. The Supreme Court again sided with the state. And in this ruling, Justice Brett Kavanaugh explicitly said he didn't want to change the rules so close to the election. Now, what happened in Pennsylvania was different from the other states we've mentioned so far. See, in Pennsylvania, the state's Supreme Court, not a federal court, had ruled that absentee ballots postmarked by Election Day and received up to three days after should be counted. 
Pennsylvania Republicans requested an emergency ruling from the Supreme Court. It ended up being split 4-4, with Chief Justice John Roberts siding with the liberals. That means the state Supreme Court's ruling stands and that the extended deadline is still in place. But an article in Vox points out this Pennsylvania case shows how four of the current justices are thinking about the constitutional idea of deferring to state legislatures. Justices Gorsuch, Alito, Thomas, and Kavanaugh all expressed a willingness to weigh in and say election laws should be decided by each state's legislature, not their state-level Supreme Court. Justice Roberts sided with the liberals on the court. And now that Amy Coney Barrett is on the bench, the question is whether she'll side with the four conservative justices. And we might find out pretty soon. Pennsylvania Republicans have filed a second request for the Supreme Court to revisit their case, which could be decided before the election. Earlier, we mentioned that last night the court issued another ruling in the Wisconsin case that also rejected a federal judge's order that the state must count ballots received after Election Day. What's interesting here is that more than 20 states actually accept mail-in ballots even if they arrive after Election Day. So why do some states have it and others don't? Those state-to-state discrepancies all come down to the Constitution, Article 2. It says that the legislatures run their state's election, not the federal government, not federal judges. So if a state were to pass a law allowing the deadline to extend, the Supreme Court would be okay with that. In a separate opinion about the Wisconsin case, which was signed by Justice Gorsuch, Kavanaugh writes, ballots received after Election Day have what he calls, quote, suspicions of impropriety. In other words, he's saying they might appear rigged. Kavanaugh's argument is similar to what we've been hearing from President Trump, but there's no evidence to support the theory that mail-in ballots are susceptible to fraud. These decisions about when to call the cutoff on receiving ballots, they're important because they could, in theory, change election results. Mark Joseph Stern over at Slate points out, there's actually a bigger issue with Kavanaugh's opinion in the Wisconsin case. See, there is a footnote included where Kavanaugh cites an opinion written during the Bush versus Gore case from the year 2000. Stern explains, back then, Chief Justice Rehnquist took issue with Florida's state Supreme Court allowing ballots to be counted. And this argument, by the way, was engineered in part by John Roberts, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, who at the time were working for the Bush team. Up until that point, state courts were thought of as having the authority to interpret their state's laws and constitutions. But in Bush v. Gore, Justice Rehnquist was pushing for this more narrow interpretation that only a state's legislature can set election laws. Apparently, this argument was too extreme for the rest of the court. And you know, Bush v. Gore was written explicitly as a one-off. As Stern writes, the justices were trying to solve a problem so that it never surfaced in a future election— But 20 years later, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch are resurrecting this idea in concurring opinions. This is why Stern and other people who watch the court are paying such close attention to these cases. Republicans are challenging Pennsylvania's deadline for mail-in ballots again. And now they know that the court's chemistry is different. Amy Coney Barrett is a conservative, and she could offset Roberts siding with the liberal wing— And you should know, North Carolina has a similar case on deck right now. Its state Supreme Court is allowing an even bigger window for mail-in ballots to arrive after Election Day. 
Now, we don't know how this new conservative heavy court will rule on future election-related cases or what will happen if it has to weigh in on the 2020 election. But one takeaway from all of these down-to-the-buzzer rulings, if you're voting by mail in a state where the rules are that your ballot needs to be received by Election Day, take it seriously and get your ballot in the mail as soon as you can. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.